What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur Garrett Howe. And welcome back to the Press Breaker Podcast, guys. Uh, we're coming at you with the 26th episode. Uh, had to take last week off. I was day to day with an illness, not COVID, thankfully. Um, I still don't really know what it was, to be quite honest with you, but I know it wasn't COVID, so that's a plus. But, you know, here we are. We're back on a beautiful Thursday. Super cold outside. Forecast is looking at like, I think it's like 26 degrees outside today or something. 27. Cold. And uh, I'm an hour late. So that's dope. I had Garrett sitting here, quote, twiddling his thumbs. Quote. Yep. End quote. And, um,. Yeah, but we're here now. We're going to give you an episode. And uh, how you been, Gert? I've been good, and I just want to say it's the 27th episode, and I can't believe right after I told you. You literally you said know, 26th. I said 27th. Oh, my fault. I thought you said 26th. You're 26. falling apart. My bad. You're falling you apart on me. I thought you said 20. Like, I, I really thought you said 26. my bad. Um, I might have said 27, last one was 26, and that could have that could have been a... I could have screwed uh, with my head thing. a little bit, but I uh, but I don't know. But anyway, okay, twenty seventh episode, guys. Sorry uh, for being somebody that's so good with numbers. I I can't believe I can't remember the uh, <laughs> the episode count every week. Um, it's just that you know time joke. time flies. You know when you're having fun, and you know who's not having fun right now? The Bulls. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> who I was gonna say is the I Chicago think Bulls. For a second, because I was like actually trying to get it right. And there it is. It's the Bulls. Yeah, it is the Bulls. So if you guys are not in the loop or the running or you guys aren't in the know, um, Lonzo Ball is out for a torn meniscus. Uh, I, don't think his, I don't think his timetable is very clear, but it's just an extended amount of time is how Adrian Wojnarowski put it, I believe. Um, yeah, season's not over, but he, I would, if I had my guess, they'll probably hold him out as long as they can. As far as, like, getting him to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when the season first started, everything was looking right, and then Patty Williams went out with a broken thumb? Is that what he had? Yeah, I think it was hand-related. Uh, yeah, hand-related. Um, so, you know, the paw was verified out for the season. What was that, maybe six or seven games into the season? Yeah, that was a quick... Yeah, that that was a quick, quick injury. Out. That was a quick setback. But the Bulls still looked very good. And now you have Zach Levine, who is out, what, four to six weeks? Yeah, I think that's right. I'm about to check here right now. And now you have Lonzo Ball with a torn meniscus. So it's currently looking like the DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic show. Mostly DeRozan show. Yeah, mostly the DeRozan show. But I will say Vucevic has been ramping it up. He started off the season doing pretty bad, actually. I think he averaged like 12.6 and 7.5 boards throughout the first like 18 or 19 games of the season. But he is playing back to his normal level, I would say. If not, then just maybe a little step below it. But he's looking good. And, you know, you have guys like Alex Caruso. You have guys like Kobe White. You have... uh. Derek, is it Derek Williams Jr.? Is that his name? Yeah, I think he's on the Bulls now. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. Because I, I get it mixed up with Derek Jones Jr. Oh, wait. 
Derek Williams. I'm not seeing a Derek Williams Jr. There's a Troy Brown Jr. Ah, uh, you're going after. But who's who's Derek Jones Jr. play for? I thought he was on the Bulls, but now I think he's on. I think he's on the Trailblazers. Let me. No, he's on the Bulls. That. He's on the Bulls. He's on the Bulls. Yeah, he's averaging he? six point three points a game. Uh, almost a block a game, half a steal, half an assist, three point five oh, yeah, rebounds. He didn't play the other night, so that's why I didn't see him. Oh, he's out for a knee injury right now. Expected to miss four to six weeks. So Dude, the, the knees. The Bulls are just injury prone right now. Extremely injury prone. That is not a good sign. But you know, hopefully they get back to full strength, and um, hopefully we get to see them make a deep run in the playoffs because they definitely have the talent. I think the East is weak enough currently at the bottom that worse they fall to like a five seed with everybody out right now. I think that's yeah. like worst case scenario for them, honestly. And then if they come back healthy, then it's just going to be a problem for the four seed they have to play. So, Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of teams that are expected to make a deep run in the playoffs, the Miami Heat, man, they are absolutely killing it now. They started off the Looking season good. extremely weak. Um, you know, they started off the season looking absolutely abysmal. You know, they uh-huh. they looked in shambles. Kyle Lowry was the only one really doing his thing. And now you look at the teams this season, and I think it's fair to say that the Heat are among probably a top six, top seven team in the league right now. Yep, they're the second seed in the East, and I mean technically they're tied for the one with Chicago because they are no games back. But I guess uh, Chicago holds the tiebreaker over them right now, so they are still the one. But yeah, they've what they were hanging around the four or five there for the good first half of the season. Well, they were hanging around nine. They were hanging around nine or ten, maybe eleven there for a little bit. But that was also when that was also when the third seed and the tenth seed were like three games away from each other. So yeah. You know, it, it was kind of deceiving with the standings and how how it was uh, working. But well, I will say the Raptors are the ten seed now, and they're only six and a half games back of the one. The Raptors. The that's funny because the Raptors at the start of this week were the four seed in the East. Yep, they are it's on still a close, like you just said. They're on a two game losing streak, I believe. I think they've gone one and two in their last three games, but they did beat, if I'm not mistaken, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they did beat them this week. Um, that is something I can check on. Um. Yes, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks at Milwaukee, and then they lost to Miami at Miami. Then they lost to Dallas at Dallas. But hey, yeah, you know, it happens. Part of it. Uh, I was gonna say the Cavs have been looking good, went on a little five game win streak, but this supports the Bulls. The Bulls just knocked them right off, even without all their some of their best players. So maybe the Bulls are all right. Are all right. Without the without Levine and Lonzo for a while, maybe, maybe hopefully, was, uh, overselling the fall off there. I don't know, man. Uh, that you know, on paper, that just seems like a big hit to him because you know you have Zach Levine who was averaging what was it twenty six point seven points a game, something of the sort, something around there. And now you've got teams like the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets who are starting to mesh well, very, very well. And you have the Milwaukee Bucks, who I feel like are just barely hanging on when it comes to being a top-tier team. Like, I feel like they've they showed sh- flashes of being, like, a, a mid-tier East team. 
which I mean, I know that's very disrespectful to say in the sense that they have Giannis, you know, like uh-huh. they have, they have probably the most dominant player in the league right now. Yeah, that's up for debate, him and Kevin Durant, but you get the gist of it. Um, yeah, regardless, I don't think they had 19 losses for the whole season last year, and that's what they're already at right now. Yeah, exactly. Right? I th- I think they did have 19 on the spot. I think they went 62 and 19, or 63 was, and 19. It was close. Like I knew it was like right around. They didn't have 20. I knew that. They were right, like right in the high teens area. I knew that. Yeah. So yeah, they just seem off though. I, I get what you're saying. They do actually. Seem that's off false. They went 46 year. and 26. Really? They were the third seed last year. I could have swore they had like a crazy year. Maybe that was the year before that they had a really good record and then folded, which is how it yeah, went for them 50, for a long time. 56 they... and 17. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the Bucks we knew for a long time until Drew Holiday showed up. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. Regardless, I think they'll probably figure it out. But I'm with you right now. They don't seem like the team they were at the end yeah. of the year last year. Which I feel like um, it's you know with all the health and safety protocol, I feel like that's a lot of teams. You know this. Yeah. This absolutely. season has been a very special one in terms of. Uh, sorry, I'm getting Discord notifications. Let me turn that to Do Not Disturb. Never happened before. I usually don't get any clout, but hey, here we are. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Bucks, they're, you know, they're looking all right. You know, they still look like a team that is probably going to make it out of the East. If not, they're definitely making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I agree with what we've been saying they show flashes of weakness, which I didn't yep. see almost at all last year. Um, but, you know, with this season, health and safety protocol, you know, being a real menace to society, the season's been one for the books, but not in a good way. You know what I mean? This has probably been one of the most boring NBA seasons I've, I've ever witnessed. However, I will say in the last week, there have been so many, like, jaw-dropping highlights that it's yep. kind of getting me in the mood again. You know, I'm, I'm getting back into the basketball mood. Well, let's think. Almost all of the players will have had COVID or been vaccinated by the time the playoffs comes around. And really by this point now, right? I mean, there's been so many players that have dealt with COVID and, and had, had had to get the vaccine, all this stuff. So it's kind of getting to the point now where it's going to get where everybody's healthy most of the time and there won't be as many star players out so i think it's gonna start getting back to like mainstream nba like we won't be looking at rosters and thinking who are these 10 players right like, yeah i think it's i think we're getting back um yeah very true a couple things i wanted to ask you real quick yeah what's up? uh one you think toronto stays in the in the top 10 you think they can hold on for the rest of the year oh you want me to like answer that now okay yeah yeah for yeah. sure man yeah, yeah yeah i think they're gonna be a lock in the playoffs i think they're gonna end up the six seed Okay, I like it. All right, what about the Hawks? Who do you think the Hawks are knocking out to get in there? I don't know if the or Hawks are knocking anybody out to get yeah, in there. Or are they getting in? I I think losing Cam Reddish is going to turn out to be very, very distasteful to them. And although Trey Young is playing like an MVP caliber player, if his team were to be doing well, which, you know, that's kind of the rules of being an MVP player, your team has yep. to be doing well. Um. He's playing at an MVP caliber level, but the thing is, John Collins is not. John Collins, although his numbers aren't looking terrible, they also aren't looking good. Like, this is his fifth year in the league. He needs to show, he needs to show that he's learning something. I've, I feel like I've been watching the same exact player for the past five years. 
Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like you think you're about to start seeing a progression, then it's just, nope, same John Collins, which isn't like a bad John Collins, but I get what you're saying. He doesn't, he has this, the skills to be like a all-star player, in my opinion, but he just doesn't seem like he's going to ever yeah. hit the hump to be there. For you know? for being a quote-unquote max contract player, yeah, he's not showing that he's worth a max contract. But I will say, shout-out to Clint Capella, because although his points are down this season, he is grabbing boards at an exponential rate, considering you have Gorgie Jang and John Collins to fight the rebounds with. And yep. Onyeko and Kongwu, who I don't believe they play at the same time. I don't even know if he's getting much playing time. He, uh, last I checked, it was like 15 minutes a game. I'll oh, update wow. you okay. here in a second. Okay, but. well, that's good. I'm glad he's getting the minutes because he deserves to get the minutes. But oh, he's, whoa, a good, whoa, 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 whoa. he's a good rebounder he as well. 34 minutes last night against the Timberwolves. Wow, okay. But... Clint's not playing right now, so that's probably oh, part of it. Oh, okay, that's fair. But he, hey, he had seventeen and eight last night. Hey, so. not bad. Shout out to him. He's a good player. I hope he does well. Glad to see him healthy. Finally, he had that first holy rookie year set out, and then he wasn't playing at the beginning of this year. So glad to see him like actually in the rotation yeah, now. You know? I agree. I agree. I'm um, very good to see him play. But you know, you look up and down the Atlanta Hawks roster, and you have Kevin Herter, who's not having a very great year mm-hmm. this year. Numbers are actually down for the second year in a row. Um, so, you know, I, re- I really like Kevin Herter. I really do. I think he's a good 3 and D player. I just hope he can rise his numbers up a little bit. Danilo Gallinari, who is, you know, Danilo Gallinari at the end of the day. Um, and then somebody I've been wanting to talk about on the Hawks, Bogey. Man, his numbers are also down very, very much. He went from averaging 16.4 last year to averaging 12 even. And he's not even averaging a steal a game, which is the first in his career. He's not averaging above three assists a game for the first time in his career. His rebound numbers are actually up. He's having the the best rebounding year of his career. But the thing is, you don't need to rebound when you have Clint Capella, Uh Gorgie Jang, and Yeko Nkongwu. He's just rebounding his bad misses, what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, for a guy that looks like Mr. Beast... He he needs to he needs to step up and take over the world like Mr. Beast did. Uh, yeah. On the Kevin Herter point, I know Kevin Herter Huerter, however you say it, is not having a good year. When I don't see a Kevin Herter uh thirty point pop off game. Yeah, right? right, man. I feel like if he's having a good like a good shooting year, he's gonna have one night where he is just on and nobody's stopping him. Haven't seen that this year, so that's how I know that uh, and maybe he has, and I just didn't know. But I'm almost positive that he hasn't had like a really hot shooting night this year yet. Um, I feel like I would have seen that. I feel like that's yeah. I agree. I I'll be honest. I haven't, I haven't really been watching the Atlanta Hawks that much, uh. So I haven't really, I haven't really seen it. He's had a twenty-eight point game. He's had two twenty-eight point games. That is it. Pretty good, but again, if it, his numbers are still down, like he's he is a much better shooter than he is advertising right now. I would say. Yes. I agree. I agree. He is a he is a straight sharpshooter. He is a sniper. He's a marksman. You know, he is any any good adjective there is to describe a shooter. He is that. Um, but last um, point before we get into uh, you know, the real meat of the episode, the the Timberwolves are the seventh seed now, and I think they're going to stay in the playoffs because Paul George is out the rest of the year, and that's that's, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's very that's very unfortunate for the. Uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers. 
Minnesota he was carrying. They are uh he was carrying. The Timberwolves, man, they're just streaky. Like hard. They've they've went on a what is it, a six game losing streak and then a five game losing streak. And then I think maybe a four game winning streak, or maybe they went like one and four over five games or something like that. They're just they, very, very streaky. Yeah, they were just on a five-game winning streak or something, four or five, and then they got beat by like 15 by the Hawks last night, but it was a 20-point game most of the game. So it's it's just like you said, they they control so many teams for a good set of games in a row, and they play a team that's the same color as the teams they've been beating or worse, and they just get smacked. And you would think, oh, maybe they're resting somebody, and they, they, they aren't. They just They literally just lose. I don't know. It's really hard to describe, honestly, because I even went and looked at the box score last night after they lost by 15 or whatever, and I didn't really understand how. Like, they didn't play that bad offensively. It's just, I think it really comes down to defense, I think, with them, is if they don't get a lot of turnovers, they're getting smacked, honestly. Yeah. Which is a bad, that's a bad thing to rely on. Yeah, like, which I will say. Have, oh, okay. No, continue. I was just going to say, if you have to rely on double-digit turnovers, that's not very good. Yeah, but on that point, I don't think it's necessarily much relying on them as they're just getting better at defense. Because, like, I mean, Anthony Edwards, who's someone who, you know, can play defense but doesn't really do it all that often, he's averaging almost two steals a game, if I'm not mistaken, this year. So it's like two steals a game is pretty good for a guard, especially when you're an explosive scoring guard like he is. Absolutely. And the unsung hero of the Timberwolves is Jared Vanderbilt, far and away. Yeah, it is. I've His seen so many people. Insane. I've seen so many people praising him. It's crazy. I, I follow I, a couple Timberwolves I, fans on Twitter, and they are in love with Jared Vanderbilt. Gotta gotta try and lock him up for as small of a deal as possible. But yes. hopefully, he's still to the point where he doesn't command a big market. But we'll see. But I'm ready. I'm ready to get into the real the real stuff now. If you are, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down. We are. Uh, I don't think we've told told you guys yet but nope this week on the press breaker podcast we are doing our own versions of all-star teams so we are going to give in our opinion the all-stars i am going to be doing the east because my favorite team is the raptors they're in the east garrett is going to be doing the west because his favorite team is the timberwolves they're in the west and we're gonna see if we agree on each other's teams which i will say I looked at the Western Conference team, and I will say, I, I feel like my team was a lot harder to put together. I feel like there are a lot of people on the fringe of being an all-star in the East. There I feel, is. Like, I feel the, like the West might be a little cut and dry. The West, I have five honorable mentions, and four of them I really don't think you can make that much of a case for, to be honest. I just, like, you know what I mean? I feel yeah, like you just there's had not to a put ton them. of snubs. In, yeah, I just I feel like it'd be wrong to not at least throw them in the conversation where we at least talked about it, right? So, how do you want to do it? You want to go, like, start in five, you name yours off, I'll name mine off, we talk about it for a second, and then go to the reserves, or you just want to go alternating like we usually do? Um, I think we should do groups of them. So, like, you should do okay. your starters, yep. I'll do my starters, stuff like that. All right. You want it first? Uh, no, I'll let you go first, man. Okay. The West, my NBA West All-Star starters. Obviously, okay, let me ask you this real quick. I'm unsure about the format sometimes. So now with the format, there's team captains and it's not East and West, right? Yeah, that yes. It's team captains and there's a pool of players from East and West. 
but but the amount of players from each conference are even, but the captains draft the teams. From both conferences, right? Yes. Okay. So this is all hypothetical then. Good to know. We're going we're going with the old format now. The old for- I, I miss the old format. I, I, I like I like how they do the game a little bit more now, like the but last possession kind of thing. I, I think, think that's it cool. would be a lot more even now, because like back in the day, yep. it was all about being on that West Coast, you know, mm-hmm. that West Coast vibes. But now yep. the East might be stronger than the West, in you know, in just my it's humble close. opinion. I don't know. Problem with the West is they're all young now. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, I agree. All right, my NBA West All Star starting five: point guard, no surprise, Steph Curry. Uh, okay. Sh- shooting guard, Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Okay. Small forward, Luka Doncic. Power forward, LeBron James. Center, Nikola Jokic. That is my starting five for the West. And I know that Luka is technically a guard, but I I don't feel like that's going to be that big of a deal. Like, if, we're, if it was actually this format, I feel like Luka and Donovan Mitchell are both probably making the f- starting five with their numbers currently. Yeah, can you, yeah, can you uh, run me the numbers of Donovan Mitchell? 25.5 points per game, 4 rebounds per game, 5.2 assists per game, 1.6 steals per game. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad, man. That's not bad. Yep. Um, and then Luca I, for me last night cemented with the 40-point, 14-assist yeah. night. Yeah, so. Luca's nuts, bro. Luca's going to be an all-star. Luca's going to be the first player in NBA history to be a 20-time all-star. Calling it right now. I agree. Because I, I don't think that's been done yet, right? I think the leader is 19 with LeBron, right? Well, he then – I mean, LeBron will probably make it 20 then. Oh, you said – did you say youngest or first? No, I said first. But okay. I didn't really think about LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's definitely going to hit it. But he'll be the second be youngest, player. Though. Yeah, Luka might be the youngest. Maybe. Because he's been an all-star since he was 19. Ooh, but I think LeBron's been an all-star since he was 18. We'll have to look at it later. Yeah. But regardless. Regardless. I like that. I just have a weird feeling that Donovan Mitchell shouldn't be a starter, and maybe that's just me throwing hate on him, but I just have a weird feeling that he should not be be a starter. When I – I think I'll give you maybe – hopefully I'll give you more clarity when I go through my reserves, my honorable mentions, but I'll just go ahead and say that it is not very loaded with forwards, in my opinion, that are are worthy over him – Moving Luca or worthy over Luca being the three and instead of you know what I mean, like, yeah. If there are a lot of forwards, I put Luca at the two and then a forward in at the three. But yeah, okay. Um, yeah. my Eastern Conference starters, I feel like when it comes to the starters, are pretty cut and dry. Uh, I feel like there's really no other way to go about this. Um, but a starter at the point guard, we have James Harden yep. from the Brooklyn Nets. He absolutely has turned it up this season. He is he's a god amongst men out there. Um he's averaging twenty two, eight, and ten, almost twenty three. So it's like how can he not be an all star starter? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. he's just going crazy. And then as shooting guard, we have a potential MVP candidate. I'm just like DeRozan. If I shoot it, it goes in. That has yep. been the theme all season. God, dude, I love that he's playing so well. Like, I, oh, my goodness. I love that he's playing so well. Okay. Anyway, small forward, Kevin Durant. Yep. We thought his bag We thought his bag might be diminishing, you know, coming into, you know, two seasons ago off his, uh, what was it, ACL? Achilles. 
Achilles off his Achilles injury. We thought maybe his bag might be diminishing, but no, he's still Kevin Durant, and he's still one of the most dominant players on the planet, one of the most dominant scorers in the history of the NBA. Power forward, the other most dominant player in the NBA right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh-huh. He's, you know, we talked about him, although the Bucks are showing flashes of not being where they were last year. They're still amazing. And then center, another MVP candidate, Joel Embiid. He's, he's playing out of his mind. Absolutely killing it. And if I'm uh-huh. not mistaken, he had a very, very good game the other night. He had 50 points last night. He had 50 of them things. He uh, had I'm going to go ahead and say, 50. I think he's the best center in the league now. Yeah. I think he is. I think it was a good argument for him and Jokic last year and then half of the year before, but I think Embiid this year is like, nah, this is this is all me. Yeah, I mean... Well-deserving, too. He I mean, so it's good. always going to be a well argument because their skill sets, although they do, they do have the ability to score, um... There is a lot of differences in their play style. So it's always going to be a good it's always going to be a good battle. It's always going to be a good matchup. I mean, you have Joel who's only 27 and then you have uh Jokic who I'm not even sure on his age. I think he's 25. 25. I mean, they're going to be battling to be better than each other for the next probably 7 years. Yep. So that's really good to see. I I mean, it's been a good battle so far and I can't wait to see. I want to see them match up in the playoffs so bad be awesome so bad uh have you seen the video going around on twitter of joel side by side with michael jordan and kobe jumpers yes dude his footwork is insane for a center it's crazy it is he's, crazy how well he's like replicated that as a as a seven foot 280 pound dude yeah it's crazy he's, uh yeah, I mean, he's got the sauce. He's got the footwork. He's got some of the best footwork I've ever seen in a center, like ever. And then you have uh, Nikola Jokic, who not only is one of the best passing big men of all time, he's just one of the best passers of all time. Like, throw the big man out the window. He's one of the best passers in NBA history. Yep. And so, it, I mean, just ungodly. It's just an ungodly amount of talent in the NBA right now. It's awesome. And it, it's amazing to see. Yep. Uh, I like your five. I think it's perfect. I I think it's uh, more cut and dry than the West is for sure. Honestly, I think you could definitely plug in some people for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, but I, I I like your five a lot. And James Harden, I'm sure some people will think, oh, he's not as high in points per game or whatever. Some players, but James Harden, like, doesn't still have almost to be averaging anymore. a 23 point triple double. And he doesn't have to be averaging 28, yeah. 29 anymore. And James Harden's just getting overshadowed because of all the Kyrie stuff, and he plays with Kevin Durant. Like, you just don't hear and about him much to anymore. To think that Kyrie balling. Irving is just coming back off his, you know, suspension, whatever, from not being vaccinated, whatever. We're not going to talk about it. For Kyrie to be popping off like he is and to be playing alongside one of the best scorers in NBA history and still doing these numbers is insane. Mm. It's absolutely insane. I want them to win the championship this year. I want... I want James Harden to have a ring. I want it Me too. really bad. I don't care what it takes. Give, get that man a ring. I agree. That's my thought. He deserves it, I think. If the Raptors go out of the playoffs or if they make the play in it, don't make it, whatever. If the Raptors aren't in the playoffs, the Nets are who I'm cheering for. No doubt about it. 
Yeah, I'd like to see James Harden get a ring for sure. And the Mavericks, but that's a different conference. Uh, ideally, I want a Mavs Raptors finals. If it can't be Raptors, I want Mavs Nets. If it can't be if it can't be the Nets, I want a Suns uh Nets finals. It's unfortunate because we know the Mavs don't have it. Yeah, they don't. There's no way. On that point, though, I will say Kristaps is looking back to form. Yes, he is. Kristaps is like looking this year. really good. Happy. Happy about it. Very happy. All right, get into your reserves, man. You want me to go all seven, or you want me to do like three or four of them, and then you go in three or four? Nah, go, go all seven. All right. I had it kind of ordered, but then I was like, eh, so I'm just going to name them off. All right. Devin Booker. John Morant. Cat. Paul George. This one's going to get you, I bet. DeJounte Murray. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Ain't going to get me. Rudy Gobert. And then with my last one, this is where I really had some trouble with my honorable mentions and with my last one. But I went ahead and put Shea in as an all-star as my last reserve I for the West. I completely, completely agree with all that. The only thing I don't agree with now that I'm hearing your reserves, and I can't believe this name slipped my mind because it's significant to both of us, John Morant needs to be a starter. I don't totally disagree, honestly. I just... At the time, my gut feeling was Donovan's. That's what I went with. But it, I wouldn't be upset at all if Jaw was a starter. Yeah. He has played out of his mind. And he, it almost seems like, in a crazy way, he just keeps getting better, which kind of makes you sick to think about. Because mm-hmm. he's, what, 22, yeah. 23? And it, it's like a, it's like, he looks like right now the point guard version of Giannis, where you just think he can't get any better, and then he just continues to improve areas of his game that you don't even really think that he needs to improve. It's special to watch. Special to watch. So special to watch. Um, and of course I know Paul George is going to get out of the all-star game cause he's hurt for the rest of the year, but I think he deserves that original reserve vote. Yes. You know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you put that. Yeah. He was averaging almost 25 points a game, seven boards, five and a half assists and two steals a game. Like he was all-star caliber almost. I probably would have put him as a starter if he was still healthy, honestly, and put Luke at the two. I probably would have Paul George at the three if he was healthy. Yeah. To be honest. So, yeah. That's fair. Uh, but he deserves 100%. But the DeJounte Murray pick, I love it. He's averaging almost a 19-point triple-double on, you know, one of the worst teams. So to be able mm-hmm. to get those numbers on a really bad team are really good because, you know, you can't really depend on your teammates to make shots if you're on a bad team. But yep. but he's doing it. And, yeah, DeJounte Murray is a beast, man. He is an absolute uh, beast. Yep. And last night, what, he had a triple-double, right? And that's, yeah, yes. why, that's how I knew that my, my putting him in there was right. And what it came down to for me, I have Dame as one of my honorable mentions, and it was between him and Dame for the last spot for me. And then I looked at the assist numbers. I was like, they're both on bad teams, and the fact that DeJounte's getting the assist and Dame can't kind of tells me everything yeah. I need to know. Dame, uh, yeah, Dame shouldn't be on it this year, and that's no disrespect. He's an amazing no, player. It's just down year. It's just a down year. You know, come back next year stronger, make the, make the all-star starters, you know, like just yep. to have that chip on your shoulder. But unfortunately, it's just not Dame's year. Uh, and DeJounte Murray, Murray, last point, averaging two steals a game, too. Yeah, that's crazy. Just, that's, he's a beast. When I think of DeJounte Murray, I think of the guard version of OG Ananobi, but, like, better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way he plays is almost like a guard version of OG Ananobi. I mean, for a long time, he was just all defense and passing, but now he's got it all, and it's yeah. awesome to see. Yeah, it is. Big market for him coming up whenever his contract's up. Mm-hmm. Big market. Every team will be interested in him. Every team could use yep. him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
So now onto my reserves. Mm-hmm. And wow. This was extremely difficult. Tough one? It was difficult because there's somebody here that I think... Okay, first off, there's a span of... Or there's a selection of four players here that I knew I couldn't have all four of them in reserves. I knew I couldn't have all four of them in honorable mentions. And so, like, I had to pick and choose which two I wanted in the team and which two I wanted in honorable mentions. So, yep. I'm going to group my reserves and honorable mentions together, if you don't care, because that will help me better explain my point. That's fine, and I'll tell you mine afterwards. So, in reserves, I have Zach Levine, obvious. Yep. Jimmy Butler, very obvious. I'm not big on Jimmy Butler, but he's having an amazing year. LaMelo Ball, pretty obvious. Jarrett Allen, who you wouldn't think is very obvious on his numbers, but he is on one of the best teams in the East, talent-wise. And the East is just kind of weak when it comes to big men. Absolutely. So, and the other big men that are good are having down years, like Bam Adebayo. So, I could not put Bam in here. So, I put Jarrett Allen on the reserves. I also have Trey Young on the reserves, which a lot of people are going to not like because the Hawks are doing so bad, but he's playing terrific. And now, the last two spots, I knew it had to come down to Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Jalen Brown, the Mm -hmm. two young duos of the East. But the thing is, Pascal, okay, so I have it Jason Tatum and Pascal Siakam. Yep. With Fred Van Vliet and Jalen Brown making honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the Raptors are where they are because of the first half dominance by Fred Van Vliet. Yep. But the thing is, Pascal Siakam is playing the best basketball of his career right now. Everything that I talked mess about when it comes to Pascal Siakam, he took He's it doing. and shoved it down my throat. Pascal is the real deal this season, and I, I, it sucks that it took him until 28 years old, I think he is, maybe 27, to do it, but he's doing it. Now, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, on the other hand, they started off the season doing extremely bad, both of them. Bad seasons, the Celtics were not in a good spot whatsoever. However, they have both stepped it up, and although the Celtics are the nine seed, Jalen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both averaging 25 points a game apiece, which is really, really good. Yep. But the thing is, Jalen Brown's averaging six and a half rebounds and three assists, when Jason Tatum is averaging eight and a half rebounds and four assists. There it is right there. And Jason Tatum is on better shooting splits, if I'm not mistaken. 45, 36, 77 for Jalen Brown. And 41-31-84 for Jason Tatum. So although he's a better free throw shooter, actually Jason or Jalen Brown's getting the better shooting splits. But I still think Jason Tatum deserves the nod over Jalen Brown. However, you could make an argument that neither of them should make the all-star team because of the down year Boston's having with the talent they have. But I just can't do that. I can't bring myself to do that. Uh, and with that, say, with that oh. being said, sorry, my two other honorable mentions, I have four of them. Uh, Fred Van Vliet and Jalen Brown being two of them. 
My two other honorable mentions are Ogugwa and Anobi. That boy. The UK's legend. And Darius Garland. Who I know should be on the team, but I just couldn't slot him in anywhere. I think it comes down to like the bigs thing. There has to be a set amount of bigs, and you can't just force them out. So I think he is the guard that kind of falls out of the Yes, I spot. agree, because I got to have and two reserve bigs. That goes to yep. Jared Allen and Pascal Siakam. Yep, and to your to the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown talk, I'm to the point now where I think Jason Tatum is just going to be a lock for an all-star for the rest of his career, unless he has some drastic injury where he's... It, just based off his raw right. talent. Yeah, I think that he will be a lock for All-Star for pretty much the rest of his career at this point. So I like that you slotted him, slotted him in. And I haven't been checking Pascal's, number, Pascal's numbers, but I knew that you had talked about how well he's been playing, so I felt like he probably deserved to be in there, even yeah. though he hasn't played the full season that Fred or Jalen has. Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, uh, the Raptors are... What are they, 23 and 23? Is that what they are? 21 and 21. 21 and 21. Pascal has played 29 games, so it's not like he just came back or anything. He's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's averaging 21, 8.5, and, and 5 on 47, 33, 71. Those are numbers that we I never thought I'd see Pascal hit. He's back. Never. He's looking like the potential he was showing in the finals in 2019. Yes. Or 2018? 2019? 2018-2019 was the championship season. But it's gotcha, the year okay. after that that he made the all-star team averaging 23, 7.5, and 3.5. And yep, yep. But if you look at that, if he made the all-star team averaging 23, 7.5, and 3.5, and why shouldn't he make the all-star team averaging 21, 8.5, and, and 5? Yeah, he's, instead of taking that extra shot for those two extra points, he's passing and getting two extra assists. Yes. So there you go. Um, I like your honorable mentions. I like your reserves a lot. Uh, I think the only other big that could slot in for Jared Allen would be Evan Mobley, but I think Jared Allen is more important to the Cavs than Evan Mobley is. So I like the I like I like the pick. And I personally. mean Evan Mobley, he is a rookie. And, you know, it's really yeah, so it's really hard. Deal. It's really really hard to give the rookies the nod for the All Star yeah. team. It's not that big of a deal to not get a rookie in All Star. You know, it's like yeah. And he's his talent. He's gonna have plenty of those. Yep. Honestly. He's uh, generational. He has been better. He has been better than I thought he would be scoring wise or off the rip. So yeah, I agree. All right. So to my honorable mentions, real quick, I have Anthony Edwards. I have Dame. We talked about Dame. I have Anthony Davis. I know a lot of people might think AD is an All Star, but I think he's better than twenty three points a game, and I think he's better than nine boards a game. So I feel like it's kind of a down year for him. And I don't think like I feel like Cat's having a better year than him, so that's why I plugged him in instead. Um. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I think, deserves to be almost in the conversation, kind of like OG, like he's right there. Yeah, but he's not all the way. Like, I think Brandon Ingram is there talent wise, but numbers wise, he's not. His year hasn't been good enough to make the. He might get the spot team. now that Paul George is out, though. Yep. Like the same position yep. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then Chris Stops, I think, deserves to be honorable mention as well. He's my last one. He's low man there, but I think it is to be noted that he is on the up and looking back to form of New York Chris stops. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't believe I said this. I forgot to say it earlier and I can't believe I'm going to, but I'm going to praise you to go bear for a second, believe it or not. <laughs> you, I'm sure you heard me put him in my reserves, which oh, is yeah. hard for me to do, but he is averaging a career high in rebounds and a career high field goal percentage. 
He career-high rebounds at 15.2 per game. And field goal percentage, he's shooting 71% from the field right now. That's good. Yeah, that's great. So I I felt like his numbers, I mean, 15-15, one assist and to almost two and a half blocks a game, he probably deserves it anyways. But with the career highs and rebounds and field goal percentage, I had to had to get him in the reserves, I thought. Yeah, I mean, you can love him. You can hate him. It doesn't really matter. You can't deny his talent. Yep. I still think he could be better. But imagine if Rudy Gobert had the offensive ability of – like half the offensive ability of Joel. Ooh. Mm. Just half the footwork. That's all he needs is footwork. I mean, honestly, you're right. He's he. We've talked about a thousand times. He has cinder blocks for feet. The man cannot move his feet. No. That's literally, yeah, probably 90% of his problems on everything is his feet. But, yeah, Dame down year, AD down year, and he's just not all the way there yet. And I think that part of that comes to playing with Cat and D'Lo. He's not going to get all the touches that he can command. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could average 25, 26 if he was in a different situation and mm-hmm. not be shooting any worse. So, and like I said, Brandon Ingram and Kristaps, I think they're right there again, back from, like, they, they should be there in the next couple of years. I think they'll both make all-stars eventually when some of these older guys get out. So, but that's yeah. Fair. That's fair. But that's I, think those right are, I think those are good NBA all-star teams. Now, only if we could plug them into 2K and have a game to see who would be better. We can. We could, yeah, we could. I've got 2K downloaded. I've got two controllers. Record it, upload it to a Press Breaker YouTube channel that hasn't been made yet? Nope. But. Nope. Could be done. Or just or stream just to your a, YouTube channel. Or it could be to my YouTube channel. Three game series. Or streaming at your house, either one. Ooh, we've got a lot of options. We do have a lot of options. PS5 let us know. Mobile. <clears throat> yeah, let us know if that's something you guys would be interested in by hitting us up on the socials. Which great segue into ending the episode. Um, follow us on the socials, guys. At press underscore breaker. We appreciate all the support every single week. The numbers are doing nothing but going up, which means you guys are enjoying the episodes. Which means that we're not going to stop doing this for a very long time. So, I mean, I love getting on here every week and talking about basketball. Um, It keeps me engaged. Uh, Basketball is my favorite sport, so it's like, it's the only sport I really invest in as well. So, you know, it's great. You know, I like that we get to come on here and talk uh, about basketball. Um, But, yeah, like I said, guys, I appreciate you supporting. Like the podcast, favorite the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Whatever action you can do on whatever platform you're watching. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. Like I said, follow us on the socials at press underscore breaker. Merch is in the bio below. We're lacking. Need to get uh need to get some new merch designs out. But I've got some current um I've got some current projects I need to work on for my own brand, for the Arsenal brand. So once that gets, you know, tucked away and sorted, then I'll be I'll be right back to being attentive to the press breaker brand and coming out with some new stuff for you guys. But Make sure to check us out every Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. We'll be here. We'll be talking. If not, we'll put it on the Twitter. Um, apologize for being sick last week. You know, that's how it is. But uh, anyway, guys, yeah, that's it. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe.